Well, in case you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Jay. I get to serve here uh, alongside this wonderful community of believers. Um, I am excited to be here um, uh, just because this is an awesome opportunity. Um, I hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas. Uh, I know we did as a family. Um, but also, I know that if you guys are anything like my family, you're already moving on, fast-tracking towards uh, 2022. Uh, we're getting the menudo pots ready and the pozole pots and the bunuelos ready. And if you don't know what a bunuelo is, I, I feel sorry for you. Um, you've been neglected your entire life. Let's, let's just be honest. <laughs> but before we fast track uh, through the remainder of 2021 on to 2022, uh, it's important that we, we finish 2021 as strong as possible because we know that how we finish is going to greatly impact how we start 2022. So with the remainder of the five and a half days, 132 hours and 7,900 minutes left in the year... <laughs> because Ken likes numbers. Uh, <laughs> I, I want us to pause for a few moments here, and I want us to just allow God to work through us, because we understand that a moment in God's hands can dramatically change the landscape of any circumstance, any situation that you may be facing. And it's, it's such an awesome opportunity to have God uh, in this place with us today, wanting to move, and I pray that you would give him just, just a little bit of time, just a little time. Um, and if you, if you would like to open your Bibles, uh, we're going to be in Exodus chapter 2. Um, and we're going to be kind of tracing or tracking along with Moses, um, kind of cherry picking between chapter two, three, and four. Um, today, I would like us to be very honest with ourselves um, before God, and and we're going to try and examine as as best we can uh, three areas in our life: uh, internal, external, and eternal. Um, and and. I want us to examine uh, those three areas of our life because if we can get those straightened out, um, we can shut down and rock 2022, I believe. Um, Exodus chapter 2, beginning in verse 11. Uh, many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went, on, went out to visit his own people the Hebrews, and he saw how hard they were forced to work during his visit. He saw an Egyptian man beating one of his fellow Hebrews after looking in all directions like any smart person would do. Uh, to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid his body in the sand. The next day that when Moses went out to visit his people, again, he saw two Hebrews, Hebrew men fighting. Why are you beating up uh, your friend, Moses, said to the one who started the fight, the man replied, who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid, thinking everyone knows what I did. And sure enough, Pharaoh heard what happened, and he tried to kill Moses. Um, but Moses fled uh, from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. Um, 
if we would take one more moment and just uh, bow our heads. Uh, Lord, uh, we, we invite you in this place. Uh, we surrender uh, every moment we have uh, during this time, God. And we ask that you would, your Holy Spirit would reveal to us these areas internally, externally, and eternally that we need to uh, address in our lives, Lord. So Holy Spirit, we pray that you move and speak to each and every one of us today the way you do. In Jesus' name, amen. So here we find, I want you, I kind of want you to take a, take, a, use your imagination here. Uh, as you skim through chapter two of Exodus, we kind of find Moses, uh, there's, there's not a whole lot of story there. There's Moses is being born um, and he's shipped off uh, down the river and found by Pharaoh's daughter. Um, he's raised by his mom miraculously. And then uh, he's, basically adopted, uh, given up for adoption and raised in Pharaoh's palace. And uh, it really does kind of sound like Jason Bourne, you know, he's <laughs> found on a boat, doesn't know who he is, and all of a sudden he knows how to kill somebody. Um, <laughs> it's one extreme to the other. Uh, but imagine for a moment just being raised in that environment where where your family's kind of your 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 family's not kind of but they are enslaved and they're mistreated and abused and worked to the bone and here Moses as a child is just given this lotto ticket so to speak to go live in the palace and can you under, can you imagine what is happening internally in him seeing how they are living and how I am now living it's it there's this internal struggle that I can picture uh, knowing that I'm sitting in the lap of luxury while my family and my friends they're all just suffering brutally out in slavery um, <clears throat> it's it's got to be tough to to uh, imagine what he was going through at that time and and it becomes too much for him because at at finally it bubbles over and he ends up taking someone's life because he can't control it and our personal issues if unchecked will always end up with us running away our personal issues if unchecked will always end up with us running away uh, that's that 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 fear that we may have. Some of us may be suffering from anxiety, thinking like, oh man, 2021 is going to be awesome because 2022 is done, everything's over with, and, and it's 2020 all over again. And we might have that internal struggle where we're not quite healed up from 2020. And we might have fear of what's 2022 going to look like? Is it going to be a repeat of a repeat? Are we going to have a trilogy here of what, what took place? We, we, we have these anxieties, possibly. You may have an anxiety about what's going to take place. You may be holding fear in, but you don't want anyone to see. You don't, you, you don't want pastor to see because, you know, he's pastor. He's got a lot to deal with. Uh, so you just continue to hold on to it. You continue to uh, shove it down and suppress it inside. And, and until it finally snaps. 
and it ends up ruining relationships. And it ends up causing you to run. Now, I don't, I don't mean literally run away, well, maybe, but, <laughs> but running away from relationships, running away from potentially the church, because I, I don't want anyone to see the mess I'm going through. Running from God, maybe, because God, I don't want you to, I don't want to look like an idiot in front of you. Um, but today, today, you have a, you're going to have a moment. You're going to have an opportunity to lay those anxieties, those fears, maybe the bitterness. God, why did this happen? I would pray today that you would come and lay them at the feet of the cross. You don't have to leave this place the same way you came in. You can change. You can leave the baggage you've been carrying for too long at the foot of the cross today. Matthew Matthew, uh, quotes Jesus as saying, then Jesus said, come to me. All you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. You don't have to run. This is a safe place. You don't have to hide. It's okay to be vulnerable with one another. It's okay to say, I need help. I know, I love it because I can, I can come to Pastor Ken and, Pastor Ken, can you reach that top jar? I'm a little too short. <laughs> I'm just a little too short. <laughs> just kidding. I can come to him with anything, anything that I'm struggling with, and I know he'll be there to help me. And then as we fast forward a little bit, uh, we, we find Moses in uh, Exodus chapter 3, uh, verse 1 through 4. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro's, uh, Jethro, the priest of Midian. Uh, he led the flock into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't this bush burning up? I must go see. When the Lord saw Moses coming to, the, coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush. Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Now there's something that's very apparent here. Moses isn't from California. <laughs> As... As Pastor Aaron so <laughs> refers to it as California rain. He doesn't know about California rain because if he did, he would hightail it the other direction. And I'm, I'm not staring into a bush in, while I'm hiking in the mountains and saying, oh, that's interesting. No, I'm running. Unless you were me as a child. Um, unless you were me as a child. Uh, when I was younger, uh, probably around Joshua's age, um, I grew up uh, after that being uh, called Burner. Uh, I grew up with the nickname Burner. 
And funny, it, well, now it's funny. It wasn't funny at the time. You can ask my parents who are here in the background. Um, I, uh, we used to have this wall furnace. And uh, for those of you who don't know what a wall furnace is, it's, it's this thing on the wall and it heats the entire house. And it has a pilot and uh, there's a little flame and I was attracted to the flame. Um, and it was right around this time, Christmas time, and there was a dry pine needle. And so I was like, huh, this is cool. Uh, let, me, let me see what this does. And I took that dry pine needle and I was like, hey, let's go. And I put, it, I put it to the flame and then it caught fire. And I was like, oh man, this is cool. This is really cool. Look at it burn. Oh, this is getting uncomfortable. Oh, this is, this is hot. This is starting to hurt. And, and I then did what any smart kid would do. I threw it in this paper bag of ripped up wrapping paper. And before I knew it, that thing, you would have you swore that thing was gasoline because that thing caught so quick. And instead of running to my dad or my father who, I, who could actually do something about the situation, instead of running to my mother, mom, dad, I, I need help. Uh, no, I, I did the smart thing and I went and I got in bed like I was supposed to be. And I hid under the covers and I pretended like I was asleep. And, and all the while, uh, I can begin to hear the, the clatter, so to speak, of mom and dad screaming and putting out the fire that was, uh, I don't know how long we had that couch with the scorched side. Uh, we had it for a while though, and it was a reminder. Um, I don't remember much after that, and I'm not sure it's because uh, it's a psychological thing or if I was concussed from, <laughs> never mind. But that's how we are sometimes. Uh, we, get those, we get in those uncomfortable positions and, and we let those uncomfortable positions become something far more than they need to be. And I let, my half, I let half my couch on fire because I didn't run to the Father. And sometimes in our lives, that, that's exactly what we do. And we find that in Moses because he doesn't run to the Father immediately. It becomes uncontrollable and we lose control. And today, I would ask you, don't let your last step be covering, running, and hiding. But let, let your first step be, God, I need you. God, I can't do this without you. God, I'm hurting inside. I've carried this weight too long and I can't carry it anymore. Now for each of us, it may look different. It may not be the same. But nonetheless, it's something that you don't have to bear. You don't have to carry it. If we could be like Moses... Obviously, he's not a Californian and he doesn't run. But what he does is he leans in to God. If we could take that step and just lean in, lean into God and hear him call out to you, son, daughter. Here I am. 
Now, there's, there's another thing that, that is very important that I want you to understand. You can also hide, not just in a mountain, but you can also hide in a church. You can hide in a church. And this is vital, okay? If you call this place home, I, where's your church? I go to Sun, Mount View, Sunnyside. That's my church. That's my church. If you call this place home, I need you to understand there is a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. There is a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. You can come in here Sunday after Sunday and know about God, hear a good sermon, hear songs about God, but if you don't know him personally, it is meaningless. It is meaningless. So for you who call this place home, but you've never surrendered your life to him, I challenge you today, today is your moment. Don't finish 2021 off saying, "Mm, maybe next year I'll surrender my life. God, I love this church though. Maybe next year. No, today is your moment and I want to encourage you. Don't let this moment pass you by. Don't let this moment pass you by. No matter where you're hiding or what you're hiding from, I want you to understand, just as God met Moses, God is ready to meet you wherever you are. He met Moses up on a mountaintop. He met me at the altar of a church on Olivo Street in Sanger, California. He can meet you wherever you are. No matter what baggage you're carrying, he can meet you. Can, can, I, can I share a personal story with you? I asked permission before I shared this. I asked permission if it was okay. So it doesn't matter what your background is. I can remember, uh, I was around, uh, maybe around Olivia's age. And one night, uh, my father, who I love and I appreciate 100%, and um, he stormed into the room in a drunken rage. And he grabbed a shotgun. And he pointed it directly at me and threatened my life. And I don't say that to embarrass him. I don't say that to bring shame to him. But I say that to, to say this. It doesn't matter what kind of background you have. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. God can turn your life around. That man is a minister in his church. He is an elder. He preaches the gospel. It doesn't matter where you come from or what you're carrying. God can turn your circumstance around. It does not matter. Oftentimes... We disqualify ourselves 
from doing what God has called us to do. And I want to encourage you, because as, as, you, as you read through chapter, chapter 3 and, and some of chapter 4, all you hear is Moses saying, well, I can't do that, God. No, you, you sent the wrong person. No, God, I, I'm, I don't talk well, God. What if they don't believe me, God? What if, and he's making excuse after excuse after excuse. And, and can I encourage you today just to stop talking? simple stop talking stop disqualifying yourself from what God has in store for your life I know I know I hear it all the time because when I talk to people I'm not quite ready to surrender I got so much to do in my life uh, I'm not quite ready ready to surrender or or I I can't forgive that person because of what they did to me So I don't, I don't want to go there. I don't, God, you can't, you can't touch that. God, you can't touch that. And so we make excuse after excuse and we, we want to avoid all these things. But stop talking. God is ready and willing to change your circumstance. He's ready and willing to take your garbage so you don't have to deal with it. I was joking. I always joke with my wife about um, reading into things, and 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 so often, I, I, it honestly does cause damage at times. Uh, we can. I always have to say, she'll see. Listen to the way she she texts me. Did you hear the tone of voice she used in that text message? <laughs> well, dear. The thing about text messages are, you know, your interpretation is this. Mine was, hello, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> so stop disqualifying yourself. Stop disqualifying yourself. There is no situation, no problem that is too big for God to handle. Whatever mountain you're facing, I can guarantee you it is nothing but a grain of sand under the foot of our mighty God. It does not matter. Stop disqualifying yourself. And as we continue on, uh, we find Moses in uh, Exodus chapter 4, uh, verse 1. But Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, uh, the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked them, what is in your hand? A shepherd's staff. Moses replied, throw it down on the ground. Uh, and uh, throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw the staff down. It turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out, grab, the tit, grab its tail. So Moses reached out, grabbed it, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Now, for, for those of you who, who like, I, I want you to know, Pastor Ken, the Holy Spirit that's living in him is the same one that's living in you if you're a believer. 
you're special, but he's nothing special. <laughs> There's nothing different about him. We read, we read about these, these awesome stories throughout the New Testament about the Holy Spirit and how it moves and heals and raises people back to life and brings cripples and uh, back to, to full movement and opens blind eyes and saves the lost. If you're a believer, that's the same Holy Spirit that you have. It, the Holy Spirit doesn't change depending on, on you. The Holy Spirit is all-powerful. And today, he wants to empower you. The Holy Spirit has empowered us to fulfill the call that he has given on our lives. Not only does he fill us spiritually, he empowers us spiritually, but he also empowers us relationally. One, he empowers us spiritually. We have the same Holy Spirit that was poured out on the day of Pentecost. We have that Holy Spirit living within us. You are empowered, my friend to do what God has called us to do. Moses was empowered. Why was Moses empowered to begin with? Because God heard the cry of his people and they were crying because they were enslaved and they were tired. He heard the cry of his people. So God empowered him to do what he had called him to do. And today you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do and fulfill the call on your life. The Holy Spirit has empowered you from the moment you surrendered to him. Now, I, I know, like, well, I don't, I don't speak as good as Pastor Ken, you know. Uh, I'm not as smart as Pastor Aaron. Uh, I don't strum uh, a guitar as good as Pastor Tim. But I, I want to point out, what's the, what's the first thing that God uses in, in Moses's, what's the first sign? Anybody answer that question? We just read it, you better answer the question. <laughs> A staff. He uses a staff. He used what Moses had in his hand, what he was familiar with, what he had readily available. Now I don't I don't know my wife if she's got a gift of prophecy or anything like that. And you know, I don't I don't know. We've never had that discussion if she's got a gift of healing or anything like that. You know what she has readily available? Is a voice. And God uses that voice to worship him on Sunday. You don't have to have a whole lot. All you have to have is something readily available for God to use. It doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a microphone. It doesn't. No. Whatever you have is perfectly okay for God to use. Now, he also, he also empowers us relationally. He doesn't leave us alone. When you become a believer in Jesus Christ, you become a part of one body, his body. And uh, Moses is no different. 
if you continue on in chapter 4, verse 13. But Moses again pleaded with the Lord, and uh, Lord, please send anyone, anyone else. And the Lord became angry with Moses. I'm, I'm going to say it the way I, I would say it, okay? All right, then where's your brother at, man? Give me your brother. That's not how I said it. All right, he said, what about your brother, Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well, and look, he's on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. There, we have been given this blessed community of believers to help support one another, to help empower one another. If you've ever been to a prayer training, you have Esther teaching you and supporting you how to how to get to the next place that you need to get, how to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, how to activate gifts, how to pray people through salvation. So where I fail in lack, my brother or my sister in Christ, they excel and bring me along with them. God has graced you with some people in your lives. He has graced you with people in your lives that'll help you do what God has called you to do. If you would please stand. No matter what you're facing today, whether it's internal with yourself or maybe it's a relationship that you might have damaged, ruined, whatever it is you're running from, I invite you today, don't take it with you. Leave it at the foot of the cross today. You don't have to pick up the baggage. You can leave it here. Jesus is really willing and able and more than capable to handle your stuff.